0: All right, welcome to That's Borough Business Podcast. I go by Ace. I'm here with my co-host, Lorna. Hello. What's up, what's up? And special guest for the first episode, we have the mayor of Willingboro, Mr. Darvis Holly.
1: Good evening, good evening. How you doing? Oh, man, can't complain.
0: Good, good. So we're happy to have you here, man. I, um, I wanted to start a podcast to kind of just get whatever info that I can get or find that I feel that the the town... You know, would like to know, get it out there for them in one place so they can look or subscribe and kind of know what's going on in the town with just programs, activities, uh, if there's any controversial stuff going on, um, things that people have a lot of questions for, you know, put it all in one place. And um, I'm glad that you are willing to come through and, uh, you know, help out, get your your message out there. I'm going to try to get a message from the mayor every episode. If we can make that happen. Of course. And uh, we're going to start off with whatever you would like to
1: um, All say right. to the people of Willimboro. So uh, I really didn't come prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, just wanted to kind of, you know, just let it come out from the heart. Uh, so I'll just jump right into it. I know uh, a lot of questions or things I see via social media in regards to the uh, current state of Willenboro. Um, right now tend mm-hmm. to revolve around uh, the school board, the budget, and uh, some of the budget cuts. Now, while I'm the mayor and, you know, um, I deal with the township side of things mm-hmm. and, the, you know, the schools is a, is a completely separate body. Um, but, you know, nevertheless, obviously, you know, the impact is felt throughout the entire community. Uh, so, you know, I, I'll, I'll just jump right into it. Okay. Um, you know, in, in regards to the school board budget, or you know the process of the budget. A lot of that number, a lot of the, a lot of that is determined not at the local level. Um, you know, I, don't, I feel as though some people um, don't understand the magnitude of that. So mm-hmm. the numbers that 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 are derived, they're formulated by state formula um, that comes down from the state Department of Education. Oh,
0: okay.
1: Um, yeah, and that, that. and that's based on a lot of factors. Uh, so they, they ship the number down to Willimboro, and then it's up to the superintendent and his staff that prepare the budget um, based on what they feel is needed, you know, um, academically for the students to be successful in mm-hmm. Um And then from there, that information is then presented before the board, and then the board votes on it, and, either, you know, and eventually uh, the budget is approved, or some variation of the budget, because oftentimes it changes uh, throughout the course of the budget process so the board could deny it if they if they vote and if they vote no but at some point in time a budget has to be passed right, right? right. you can't not have a budget passed right. mm-hmm. um so i think this year uh some of the issues some of the numbers that came back uh obviously if i don't know if you you've been keeping up um about last year there was a big debate um at the state level and it was between uh Senate President Sweeney And and another gentleman, uh, Prado, I believe his name was, and they were arguing about the formula that they wanted to use on how schools would be funded. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you paid attention to the town hall that took place in Willamboro, there was a lot of uh, headlines for for schools like Kingsway and Chesterfield Mm -hmm. because some of those schools or the the people in those communities believe that their schools are underfunded according to the formula. And then there are schools um, that receive a lot of aid, and those tend to be some of the... What people would consider urban districts, such as your Camden's, mm-hmm. um, Willimbergs, and then um even Pemberton, where I, which I, where I work at, so I'm impacted by this as well. Mm-hmm. the The numbers and over the course of the year, over the course of the next few years, there's going to be some cuts because, according to the new formula, some of these schools were overfunded, um, which impacts Willimbergs. Right. Um. Coupled by that, and that's from the state. Those formulas. Those numbers come down from the state. Gotcha. Um, The commissioner of education pushes it down to the county superintendent of Burlington County. And Mm -hmm. then the county superintendent pushes it down to the superintendents in Burlington County. Mm -hmm. So it's it's levels. So it's not like Dr. Taylor ultimately just makes up the budget by himself. And I'm sure a lot of people think. Now, he has a lot of oversight. Right. But he's given numbers. Mm -hmm. And what he chooses to do within those numbers you know, that's kind of what for him to figure out. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get a little deeper into that. So a uh, couple by that, there was an expansion of a charter school, which I'm going to jump into because I, my name's been kind of thrown around in the mix in yeah, regards heard, to that as well. That. Um, and I th- believe the charter school is taking like an additional 200 kids and they're expanding K to eight. So along with the school formula for budgets, there's also... Uh, the school district receives from the state in this formula, there's a certain dollar amount attached to each student. Mm-hmm. Um, I think right now in the state, roughly that dollar amount is around 17000 yeah, per yeah. Per, pu- per pupil. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if, you, if you're a um, special education student with an IEP, you get a little bit more money um, attached to that. So that's primarily how schools are funded. So obviously if you take 200 kids out of the district, that money that does not part. belong to the district. That money belongs to the student per child. It's for that child to be educated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that money follows the child out of district. Got so obviously, anytime if you have an influx, right, that, that you weren't projecting um, of 200 students leaving and that 17,000 per student is following them, you know, that ultimately is going to have a huge impact on the budget. Um, another thing with the expansion of the charter school that people may not know. And I'm not, I'm not placing blame or I'm just right. stating yeah. the facts. Mm-hmm. So the former commissioner of education signed, signed off on that in their last day in office. Um, so I'll get into, get into that, how that kind of happened. But in regards to the charter school and my affiliation, um, the charter school is actually operated. The CEO is a gentleman named Richard Wilson. Good guy. Mm-hmm. I know him used to work with him and, mm-hmm. um, when I was teaching, I was my for inform I was formerly a special education teacher. I taught in Hamilton Township. I worked with Rich in Hamilton Township. He was a guidance counselor. Okay. Um, so we worked together. He would come to me every day and he would like uh, he's very passionate about minority students and educating minority students. Um so he would come to me every day and say, you know what? Um, you know, the district we worked in, it was it was diverse, but there weren't a lot of minority students, so he kind of, at the time felt like he may have been like underutilized in his role as a guidance counselor in that particular district. Gotcha. He dreamed of working. He to do more. He wanted to do more. Um, so that was his dream. So he used to come to me and say, "You know what I'm thinking about opening up a school, I'm opening up a school. I want to service um, you know more kids that look like me, inspire them. Um, the focus of the school is I want these kids to go to college, et cetera, et cetera. So fast forward, he's a very uh he's a very passionate person, as I stated. So fast forward, one day he comes to me <clears throat> while we're at work. Um, and at the time, let me remind you, this is the dynamics we were working in. Myself and him, we were the only two African American uh educators in that particular mm-hmm. school at the time. So we kinda tended to to, you know, right. um gravitate towards each other and have conversations about, you know, some of the some of the things that we that we were experiencing or dealing with. Um, so he came to me and said, you know what, I, I sent in an application um, for the charter school. I was pre-approved um, and he decided he he lives in West Hampton. He decided that he wanted, to, like I said, reach out to black children. So uh, he he put it in Willimboro. So he came to me in that with that. And he said, you know, um, now that it's pre-approved, I have to form a board. And he said, you know, I know you live in Willimboro. Would you mind sitting on a board? Um I said, absolutely. You know, if there's something taking taking place in my community and, um, you know, nothing against him, but there should be representation from Willenborough. If that if that school is approved and it's happening, then mm-hmm. why wouldn't somebody from Willimboro sit on that board and 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 take part in the decision making process of what is going on? Ultimately, it's impacting Willenborough children. Right. Um, so you know, fast forward a little bit. He was pre-approved. He had to do some more paperwork um, did, in regards to that. Uh, did that school
0: accept children not from Willimber? Or was only Willembro kids going? I believe it, I wasn't familiar at with the, the time, of so it was Willembro. And it was at and it was and ca- Book, Buckingham. It right? was
1: at the time when I when I was a, when I served on the board there. It was at a Good Shepherd Church. Okay. Um, part of the charter application that, that was turned in when he turned it in, it was capped at like 150 students. Okay. Um. The reason why it was capped, there was no space in Willemboro, mm-hmm. right? There would be zoned for school use, that you would even remotely be able to have um, a large quantity of students other than the schools. Mm-hmm. So going in, it was always under, understanding that it was going to be a small operation, and then it was that he wanted to impact you know, only a small percentage of the schools. That was in 2013, 2014, when I served on the board. Okay. Um, so I served on that board for, for one year. Uh, I thought a lot of, in my tenure there, I thought a lot of good things were taking place in my eyes. Um, I know he, like, ordered Chromebooks, so he was very tech-heavy tech mm-hmm. at the school. Uh, in addition to that, um, you know, some of the wings and all the wings in the school and the um, classrooms were named after like co- colleges and universities so it was very heavily um influenced by that theme mm-hmm. and the message was for all students at Bannerker prep we're going we we want you to go to college mm-hmm. um so fast forward you know and, and and also in regards to that my reason for um getting involved at the time I'm in my mid to late 20s mm-hmm. and I was looking for ways to become active in my community um at the time, you know, uh, there weren't there were no open seats on council, there were no open seats on school board, uh, and I was just looking for for different ways to get active. So that wasn't the only board that I sat on. Um, I sat. I was the vice president of the NAACP. Prior to that, I was the treasurer of the Willamboro Branch of NAACP, mm-hmm. and sat on sat on a few other boards. I'm active in the Democratic Party in Willamboro. So that was just one of many. I'm just I was just looking for ways to try to get active because I noticed uh, there seems to be until now I see there's like a you know emergence of younger people getting involved. But at the time, this was like five years ago. I can go to the council meeting and I was probably the only person in the room under thirty, right. under fifty maybe. Right. You know, so um, that that was my vision at the time. I wanted to you know try to carry the torch. I saw saw some of the other people that were kind of stepping down. They were getting a little old. And I, at the time, I didn't feel like there were any younger people that um, wanted to carry the torch. So I said, "You know what? I'll step up and do it." So that was why I decided to get involved. Now, fast forward. I sat on the board for a year. The day I got appointed to council, because at the time um, there was a long-term councilman, Jim Air. He served on council for 34 years. This He's, is Willimbergs council. Willimbergs council. He stepped down, and I went through the process. I had to go through an interview process. Through the democratic committee interview process through council then i was appointed to the remainder of his seat for a few months for the rest of the year and then i had to run for my own term but uh after i took that seat i resigned from every other position that i held at the time so i was uh i sat on the board for that year at banneker i was the vice president of the naacp at the time I had to step down from that role, um, because you can't be party, you can't uh, have a party affiliation. Um, so I stepped down from everything, and I wanted to devote my time to the current position that I had took up, which was being a councilman in mm-hmm. Um So that's my involvement with the charter school. I see and read all types of crazy stuff um, on Facebook all the time. You got paid. It's, 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 state, it's state money. A charter school is funded by the state. I cannot get, I can't get paid. Mm-hmm. I worked at Hamilton Township. I'm a teacher, I work hard. Um, I went to grad school. I used to leave Hamilton at four o'clock, drive all the way down to Wilmington University for grad school, stay there from five o'clock to 1030 at night, just to just to get where I'm at today. So, mm-hmm. and I still have a job. I'm an assistant principal at a middle school in Pemberton. So in regards to me needing money, I work hard every day. That's, that was instilled in me at a young age. So. There's all types of all types of things that people throw out there um, that just have no value to it. You can even look it up because it's state money mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a website somebody put up, mm-hmm. and it, it will even tell you there. And you have to fill out financial disclosure forms when you hold office for everything. Right. So. so so basically, you, go ahead. You
2: currently are an assistant principal and acting as the mayor of Willimber. Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: And you. So that's my no f- money from the charter school abs- expansion. Absolutely not. That never, makes you never. No money. I'm not even. Affi- I haven't been affiliated since. Over four years ago, I resigned April 2014. Let that be clear. (laughs) And at the time, there was no expansion talk, right? Mm -hmm. So just for people, you know, the negative or the naysayers, at the time, four years ago, how would I have known that uh, Rancocas Friends was going to go out of business right. and that property would be available that's not even in Willimboro, it's in West Hampton mm-hmm. and that the school would move over there four years ago. I had no idea. That school just went out of business. Mm-hmm. For that property to open up, for the charter school to even move over there and have more space because in Willimboro there isn't even any space for the school to expand. So
0: Now, with the charter school being in Willimboro when, when it was in Willimboro, mm-hmm. uh, did that take any money away from Willenboro's
1: budget? So, it, it, yeah, it did. Cause it did? Because, once again... Even like, though it was like, in Willimboro? Even though it was in Willimboro, like I said, the money follows was, the kid. Yeah. Right? So, the money goes to that school. So, at the time, there were 150, roughly, between 100 and 150 kids that were going there at the time. So, that, back then, I think it was like 14000 per kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it goes up every year, inflation, et cetera. So, at that time, that money follows those kids. Okay. That's everywhere, and that's even with BCIT. So people that leave Willenborough or don't go to Willimboro yeah, High I School didn't and they that go to BCIT, the money follows that them over. Paying, right. That and money's been following. Evening. So that, that goes everywhere. And, or students that go to Garfield Park mm-hmm. or go to Bronte County Special Services, that money follows them wherever they go. So this yeah. isn't even just a charter school thing. The money follows kids everywhere, wherever mm-hmm. they go. It's um, just that we're losing 200 200 In addition to the budget cuts that were already coming down from the state. Right. So that's why the impact is felt. And I'll be the first to tell you, um, I'm bro, through and through, a lot of these people are residents. I never want to see a resident lose, lose their job. Right. That's the bottom line. I don't think anybody wants to see anybody lose their job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's definitely unfortunate. Um, and, you know, I can't really... Speak on that because I don't wear that hat. Mm-hmm. I'm not on the school board, you know. Um, yeah, I'm going I, to be I'm, reaching out to yeah, the school board and yeah. hopefully get And, one I, and, some I, of and I definitely here. know some of the board members will love to come and, and give their version or okay. their order take on, on what's going on. So I can't really speak on that. I'm just speaking from my perspective. Right. Um, but I even dig a little deeper because I know Dr. Taylor catches a lot of flack too. Mm-hmm. And who um, is Dr. Taylor? He's the superintendent of the school district. Okay. Um, so just my personal take on him, um, I definitely think there's accountability there needs to be accountability there. I, I personally like him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's shown some growth over the years. I don't think he's gotten a growth that everybody kind of expects at times, but I don't think all the time people know how difficult the job is. Right. Um, you know, some of these issues that he's tasked with facing, they didn't happen overnight. You talk to people about bro, they'll tell you, you know, oh, I moved out in the 80s. That's when, you know, it started to decline. I mean, we're talking about 20, 30 years of a gradual mm-hmm. decline, mm-hmm. right, or, or what people would call a decline. And then he's been here for, you know, a handful of years, um, and you expect everything to, to be right there. And it's right. not, I mean, it's like baby steps. He's making incremental steps to, towards that goal. Um, another thing, I think he catches a lot of flack, people say he's uh i've I've seen on facebook a lot of comments he's not invested um he he wants to leave and things uh of that nature Mm -hmm. um so i think about two years ago two maybe three years ago he had applied for another job in uh, kansas city he was a finalist for that and people i think people in the community got a little bit upset or you know they felt a little uh you know, maybe right. maybe right. slighted by that, yeah. which which I agree with to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think we as a community have to also understand. Dr. Taylor is pretty; he's a pretty young superintendent. He's under fifty years old, young young black man that's accomplished a lot and has a family, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, he's applying. You know, I, I can see why people would be up, people to, would be upset, right? We're trying to figure it right. out. Yeah. So then I looked a little further into it, and I looked at the salary. Mm-hmm. So for him if he would have got that job in Kansas City as a superintendent, he would have been making 250 thousand right. dollars that's a quarter million dollars right mm-hmm. and Willemborough I'm applying to and, Willim- <laughs> and and Willimboro at the time he was I making, love Willborough I still listen will listen because listen, listen right in woolemborough at the time he was making 160 right We're talking a hundred thousand dollars I don't know anybody That's right? life-changing yeah it is right even when you're already making a hundred <laughs> it's still life-changing. So people get upset, but as I just feel like we as a as – a, and I say this as a people because Willembro is a predominantly black community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? We as a people shouldn't get mad at a young African-American male who wants to progress in his career and, 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 and gain more opportunities for himself, right? Absolutely. Um, I don't think you should fault anybody for that. I think growth is a part of life, and you should want people to grow and have more opportunities because you never know. Maybe he reaches back, takes somebody there with him or whatever the case is. So, you know, that's that's just my two cents um in regards to the, in, in regards to the school district. And I'm sure some of the board members, you know, they can come up here and give you their take on it. Mm-hmm. Um I definitely feel like, you know, and I'll be a little um, I'll criticize a little bit. There's definitely a lot of room for improvement. Right. Um because I haven't f- attended a meeting yet. Okay. you um, know, I've heard that
0: they're interesting. Yeah. Um I haven't gone yet only because I don't like to see uh, pointless arguments. Like when nothing's coming out of it, Mm -hmm. I don't like to sit through that. So I'm like trying to get my mind right to go to a meeting because I want to know what's going on. Mm -hmm. But I try to pick through the information that's on Facebook and fact check what I can and talk to people who, people like you, who will keep it 100 you said
1: a key word right there fact check right and (laughs) that's that's my
0: (laughs) biggest thing is i i gotta make sure what you're saying is true i'll go find
1: out for myself absolutely because i think a lot of people um a lot of people do that they throw stuff out they they throw anything and everything out there they get they get frustrated everything they read about one thing they'll throw it out there and it's just like you know sometimes you would think like willembro is about to uh like it's just about to explode and demolish from how some of the negative comments go on, um, but you know there's definitely a lot of imp- a lot of room for improvement there. And, yeah, um, Wilmer definitely
0: needs yeah. to improve in a lot of ways, and yeah. no, Absolutely. I don't think anyone would say it wouldn't. It's just people be so quick to blame, and mm-hmm. and I mean I don't want to harp on you know that aspect, the negative aspect of it, but you know I'm glad that you you are willing to come and you know give your mm-hmm. side and give the uh, the facts and everything. I um. Uh, So that was school. I know a lot of people had questions for
1: school stuff. So and somebody I saw on there not to cut you off. Mm -hmm. Somebody asked which school was closing. Yeah. To my knowledge, Mm -hmm. um, it it would be, from what I heard, is Garfield East. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're looking at restructuring the district. I don't know if that's you know happening yet. The budget hasn't been final. Mm -hmm. It's not final yet. So. Do you know um, how
0: many elementary schools are open right now?
1: I was wondering. Hills W R James. Or, um, Store. Oh, store is still. Yeah, I didn't know it. I thought it was a charter score. Yeah, so is it four? I think it's only four. Off the top of my head, Penny yeah. Packer is not WR James. is oh, one. yeah, okay. WR James Twin Hills. Dag, I didn't know what four. Um, it was Garfield East, Somerset, and Hawthorne. So, but Garfield East is supposed to be closing. So, wow, okay, wow.
2: I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who don't have, you know, children in the school district right now, what is the purpose of a charter school versus a public school?
1: Good question. So, some people some people will tell you it's all about school choice. If um you know, if they if they feel like they need a choice and then they don't want to send their child to a public school, maybe they'll send it to a charter school. What I say what I say to people is um Take a look, make that comparison for yourself. Take a look at the success rate or the test scores of that charter school or any school for that matter that you're sending your, your son or daughter to, and compare it to the public schools. Uh, just don't make an assumption. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of bias out there, and there's a lot of um, negative, you know, stereotypes. Just, just you, I think it's something you have to experience for yourself. And as we said, as we stated, fact check. Like, take a look at the test scores. Are they really significantly that much better, or are they not?
2: Yeah, um, but like, is there something that a charter school would offer that a public no, school doesn't? Not necessarily. It's, just it's a different. It's just a, it's just a, it's
1: a, just a choice. It's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's basically it's, it's considered a public school. It's state funded. Okay. So the only difference from that would be like a private school, such as like Holy Cross. That's mm-hmm. a parochial private school that isn't funded by the state. That's funded through tuition, tuition donors, etc. So they don't have to abide by certain rules because it's not state money going into there. See, when the state is funding your school, they can basically tell you how you have to run that school because we're putting up the dollars for it. But when you have a private school, you have a lot more leeway on what you can do. Now, there's still some overarching things that apply, but for the most part, when it's private, you can pretty much dictate what you want to teach there, how you want it to run or operate. Okay. All right. Is there anything else you want to touch on? Uh, in regards to the schools, no, nah, I think we covered that.
0: Okay. I know I had one question about safety over in the Willamboro Town Center, mm-hmm. that uh, temporary bus stop area. Are you familiar? No,
1: nah, I know the bus stop you're talking about is right by the GNC, in between the GNC. Mm-hmm. Right on CBS, that curve, yeah, on that other yeah, road. Yep, definitely. Is there, do you know of any plan? Say I don't so you you asked me that's a very good question i wasn't expecting i mm-hmm. wasn't expecting that one so um you know that development was built i wasn't on council at the time but that's definitely something i'll um look into get mm-hmm. back to you it definitely is a know very what you're terrible about. place I, to put a bus stop it is i go to gnc and sometimes i go you know I, yeah. i'll go around the bus or people right. are trying to pass mm-hmm. so i know exactly what you're talking about yeah i'll look into that and then i'll give you an update on one of the, when and i come and in that back, same area back, the um there was a follow-up question of
0: uh, sidewalks yeah. on that street because of women and children, children and wheelchair people. People in wheelchairs are in the street, so it makes it unsafe for them. Yeah. So if there's that's any, a, uh,
1: and that's a good question too. And normally that type of stuff is dictated by like state code. So okay. Like when I build a development, um, you know everything has to be approved by code by the state. Uh, you have to have a traffic light if, you know, when they do the traffic study, mm-hmm. if there's a certain amount of cars passing or, you know, certain speeds, yeah. et cetera. So a lot of that is dictated by code, but uh, I'm not I sure. Just, I, I never
0: understood. And I never thought about, you know, going to a Willingboro meeting and bringing it up mm-hmm. until the person who asked it brought it to my attention. But um, I just don't understand how that was approved to put a bus stop on a curve. On a two lane road Like that it was And I'm not weird. sure
1: Cause normally bus stops That's New Jersey Transit mm-hmm. So that goes through The Department of Transportation Yeah so. like I don't understand How so, that happened Cause that,
0: it, and it was supposed I, I do know it was supposed To be temporary uh, okay. Acme was actually upset Because of the parking situation They're using Acme's parking lot Okay And now people come Park there Go to work in Philly And their car's there all day I, I do remember that Was gotcha. like an issue okay. okay So But it just It turned into Basically, it's been there for years. I don't okay. know how many yeah. years.
1: Yeah, see, when that first, I guess when that first happened, I wasn't, I wasn't here at the time in right, right, that right. development. You, you over, inherited that. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's all right. I'll look into both of those. though, and get back to you. You know, okay, when cool. i give you when I come and give you an update.
0: That was actually the only two questions that I received. Uh, you know, it's a new show, so we don't, listeners yeah. ain't out there yet.
1: Yeah, I got, but, um, I got a, I can add a little more. it um, okay. From the council side, right, I'm right. Sure. Um, so this past Tuesday, we had a council meeting, and on our side of the, on our side of town, um, is what we call it. We did our first hearing for our budget. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't don't realize this. The taxes you pay are made up from three parts. Um, there's county taxes which you have to pay for Burlington County, and that takes care of all the county stuff, mm-hmm. such as county roads. Mm-hmm. Um, county handles your recycling mm-hmm. so all of the stuff that flows through the county to all the services that you get that's where your county taxes go to so you know if they're doing construction on beverly Rancocas road that's a county road because oh, well, before i forget mm-hmm. i'm
0: sorry recycle do they handle waste management No, because i have a question about no yeah we can get to, that, back to so. that go ahead um, i'm sorry
1: so they handle all, all of those needs so when you see construction on a county road uh, Rancocas 541, all mm-hmm. of those county roads, mm-hmm. that's handled through your county taxes. Uh, <clears throat> Willamboro Township has taxes, and we just passed a budget. Um, not passed it, but it was our first reading. We have to do a second reading, and then then we can adopt it. Mm-hmm. So it has to be presented like twice before we can actually pass it. So we only um, we only presented it once so far. Okay. And our projected budget for this year. Um, the annual household is projected for a tax increase of fifty-five dollars over the course of the year. So that's about four dollars and fifty cents per month. Okay. Um, majority of our taxes in town go to salary and wages. So I hear this a lot of times. Why are my taxes so high, and what am I getting? Let's say, for example, we have police officers. Our, our their salaries are covered in in the taxes that we pay. With, mm-hmm. Um, Let's just say, for example, a policeman works for the township for 20 years. He retires over those 20 years. He you know, he's entitled to his retirement plan, his pension and his health benefits. Mm -hmm. So even when that guy retires. Right. He's still on the books tax wise Mm -hmm. because we still have to contribute to to his pension. Mm -hmm. Right. That he's worked hard for by serving the community and his health benefits. Mm -hmm. So and then on top of that, when he retires, we have to still cover him. You know, for as long as he's he's living. Um, but then in addition to that, when he retires, we have to replace him and hire somebody else. Right. So then we're picking up somebody else to fill that spot with a salary. Mm-hmm. And then they still have to pension and benefits. Right. Mm-hmm. So sometimes and right now we have a lot of retirees that are still on the books that we're taking care of. Right. We have still have to take care of their pension, health benefits, et cetera. So I use police officer for an example because they're one of our higher paying Um, positions in the township but Mm -hmm. that goes for everybody um that works in civil service so it could be you know people that work in our tax office people that work in public works etc so that's sometimes that's why your taxes are high there are people that have put their time in you know they deserve a certain quality of life for the hard work they've done and we're still paying for that okay um in addition to that right inflation nothing in life is getting cheaper right so Mm -hmm. the, the taxes still go up um the past two years, I think we did a really good job with taxes. Um, two years ago, I think we had an increase of about, it was around $18 a year. Mm-hmm. And then last year, I think it went up around like 20, $22, $25 a year. So we've been kind of gradually going up. But when you spread that out over 12 months, you know, like last year, it went up $25. You divide that by 12, is like $2 and some change per month. All right. So in the grand scheme of things, um, yes, they are going up but uh that's what we that's where we're at right now in addition to that people always say well what do I get with it um right now we're doing the tr- the tree limb pickup that started last monday so far they've knocked out two parks um, I was gonna say it did start it started last okay. m- the 23rd it started monday um it's a lot of it's it's, it's a- more than they expected yeah. Yeah, people have that. put out I have seen it right? I, don't, right I don't it just put whole trees pe- on pe- the curb. People have put the whole tree out it, right. and there were certain parameters that were supposed to go it's along to be with it bundled that. and all yeah, that. Here. So mine aren't even bundled so. <laughs> <laughs> But but that's neither here or there like we're going to you know, we're going to do our best to work through it and get, and get through that through that issue. Um, but that's something that we're doing and there's no charge associated with that right now it still needs to be paid for it, though it has to it has to be paid for and right. that's man hours right like if if one if somebody who's complaining if you had to go out there pick up all those limbs mm-hmm. chip it up you know dump it out come back chip up some more dump it out that's hard, that's hard work If right. somebody it's people employees out there that's doing that right now now, in addition to that, so I go to work, and I like always bouncing ideas off of other people because I like seeing how we stack up against other communities. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I talk to some of my colleagues at work, and they're like, oh, you know, they, they think it's like, oh, man, how do you do that? Or, you know, what's going on? So I'm like, right now, oh, we're you know, we're doing tree removal for, you know, damaged limbs from the storm. They're like, what? You guys are doing that? I, had to, I just paid somebody to come out and pick up my trees. Right. right. Um I have employees that I work with or just people from different communities they pay for trash services. These are like things that we do. really mm-hmm. plowing. Some people don't they, their streets don't get plowed. I know people Who, yeah, st- I never knew who that. streets don't I get plowed. All towns yeah. did that. Nope. So, it's yeah, just, I, w-
0: I was shocked when someone told me just put the uh the limbs on the curb. Yeah. I didn't know that Ruben would take care of that. Yeah. So, Um, I do appreciate it. Getting them to the curb was hard (laughs) enough work.
2: (laughs) I have a question. Uh Um, So speaking of taxes, you always hear that public schools are funded through taxes. And from what I hear, Willingboro is on the higher scale as far as the surrounding areas about for how much people pay in property taxes. So when you look at our school district versus surrounding Mm -hmm. areas, but people are pretty much paying the same. Like, where, what's the missing link to why our schools aren't up to par compared to, say, a Mount Holly or Bronson Township?
1: Um, so I can talk to that a little bit. I think, in regards to the taxes, so I don't know if that's that statement. I hear that a lot as well. Mm-hmm. I've done some research like my law definitely has higher property taxes than Williamsburg. Yeah, definitely. Um so when you when you look at that you got to kind of fact check and it also depends, right? Your taxes or a portion of your taxes are based on the assessed value of your property. Mhm. Um now this is what I was I was getting at. So there's three there's three parts to the taxes. So in Williamsburg as council we decide the township side Right now, what you're seeing at the school board, they're working on their budget. That's going to determine whatever they're going to raise the taxes over there. And then the third piece is the county. So all three of those pieces come together to make up your taxes for the year. So it's not just one body. Like we as the township council do not determine the entire tax. You know the entire tax base for Willemborough. We're just one third of it. The county is one third, and mm-hmm. then the schools is one third. Mm-hmm. So in regards to Taxes, in regards to schools, mm-hmm. that's pretty much handled by the school board. I can't really speak on that. Now I will say, um, you know, just from my perspective, what's what's the difference? You 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 just got you take a look at the the annual household income in those towns you just named, your Mount Laurels, your Cherry Hills. I mean, those families are, are making a, a a decent amount more money per household than the stats in Willemborough. Um, I think personally with that, there comes a lot of exposure, um, with kids sometimes that, that they'll have opportunities that our kids won't always get. Um, and, and that's just something month that money does. And I know, you know, we see that in society all the time, right? The more, the more income a person has, the more opportunities, the more exposure, mm-hmm. et cetera. When you're exposed to certain things, you know, somebody from Willemborough, um, they might you know there there's some kids out there that that are doing well that don't have opportunities too but sometimes you know if little Johnny is gets to go here there and everywhere or his mom's taking him you know she she pays for a tutor if he's struggling in math but somebody else you know they don't have that same accessibility you know they're they're, they're not going to be quite as successful um and I really can't speak to the to test scores in one bro I'm not in the schools every day mm-hmm. you know I would love to say uh, I think the three of us here we all attended Willemborough. Sure I do. like to say we're fairly successful, right? Um, you know, but I think you know I think education starts at home. I will say that as an educator. Um, the teachers have a role and the school system has a role, but then the parent has a role too. Mm-hmm. And when everybody's Absolutely. on the same and when everybody's on the same page and working together, I can assure you nine times out of ten that particular child, they're gonna, they're gonna be successful, and sometimes children fall between the cracks. Or you know, certain parents, I get it. Life is, life is tough for certain people, and mm-hmm. you know, they're working two jobs and they might not have the time to put in. Um, and that child still deserves the same opportunities as everybody else, though. But some, I think, somewhere in society, sometimes kids fall between the cracks, and I think it's our jobs as educators to make sure that if we see a kid falling um, in the crack, that we, that we pick them up. I do it every day at work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Pemberton schools are not ranked not ranked too much higher than um than Willenburg. They are high, a little higher I believe. But uh we get a lot of there's 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 a lot of money out there that we get because of the military base that mm-hmm. I see that flows through that town that Willenborough doesn't get. Um, yeah, and I mean the parents I feel Willenboro from what
0: I see on Facebook and my own opinions and everything, a lot of people are just blaming the school board and blaming the teachers and not taking accountability for their part in these kids
1: too. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, I don't want to speak too much on that, but, uh, but I will say I'll, I'll jump in. Like if I didn't have the parents I had, mm-hmm. my life would be different. Absolutely, Right. I yeah. think everybody could speak for that mm-hmm. and I'm not putting down anybody as parents. I just think sometimes we have to look in the mirror a little bit mm-hmm. And not even like it's uh, it's the parents' fault. It's not the parents' fault, but maybe just look in the mirror sometimes and say, "All right, the school needs to step up." Absolutely, I'm not neg- you know I'm not negating that at all. But sometimes as parents, do we need to step up too? Absolutely, right. just like the school. So I just think there just has to be a a, a better relationship and partnership there. You know where we're working together and mm-hmm. in unison. I think that's when the kids will really benefit. But as long as there's just like uh, sometimes I feel like a kind of like an adversarial relationship. Mm-hmm. Then you know. And like I, I think they said nobody a fights a, when the family feuds, man. Yep. So
0: it's like a lack <laughs> of uh communication between the schools and the parents also right now. And you would think with social media and everything and the internet it would be it'd better. be better. But mm-hmm. I just feel like the parents don't really know what's going on in schools mm-hmm. and the they're not fighting to it. find out either. You know, the parents should be more involved and I know personally from Friends that I have that work in the school, that you know, parent-teacher conference attending. See, I think social.
1: Yeah. I think social. Yeah, it's not it's not what it should be. And not th- what it was when I was in school. And I think social media plays a big part in that because I think back in the day, you know, um, something was going wrong. You know, with me, my my mom would pick up the phone call to school. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's not even like they don't call to the school. They All just right. like go on whatever facebook page and air the school out right like did you even call the teacher yet or are you just like airing airing everybody out on social media Mm -hmm. but like like i said we just gotta build those partnerships nothing nothing's going gonna get better unless we build those partnerships that's important so yeah and that goes both sides so i'm not blaming this on parents and i'm not blaming the school i think is there's a lot of blame to share yeah absolutely including myself so uh to move
0: to a different topic um I remember hearing that there was a big investor coming to Willingboro. Is Absolutely. that
1: true? Um, so I can kind of touch on that a little bit. It's Still mm-hmm. in contract negotiations. that okay. when, Whenever that's the the case, we're not really allowed to speak on it. Okay. However, um, it is kind of public because they came to the to a council meeting and made a little presentation. Um, so there was a group that that was interested in the Grand Marketplace, mm-hmm. um, in a development project. They're still interested. They had purchased. Oh, it. they want to like make that. They had different ideas. Oh, okay. They were floated around. I, I never heard that. There was about an that. idea that they presented at the council meeting, so this one I could share. That's public knowledge already. It's public record. Mm-hmm. Um, it was for like a, a warehouse, um, and I'm not going to comment on it because mm-hmm. I can't, but I will say the residents spoke out on that, and I, I was glad to see that. Right. And some of the feedback that the residents gave, where they weren't too thrilled about about that, I think they were looking for a little bit more retail, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that was the feedback they gave at the meeting when they when the developers presented it. Um, I will say there there's a possibility that they may be coming back to another council meeting. So if that's the case, I'll keep keep you updated, and given another presentation. So we'll see okay. how that we'll see how that goes. But uh, it's still in um still in the contract negotiations. They did purchase the building, but this is all stuff i'm learning too um yeah i knew nothing about this i'm new i'm I new to was, uh, this this
0: is my first term i was speaking on uh, investors for houses oh i
1: thought you were talking somebody... about the grand marketplace probably no i didn't know anything about that okay so... i was
0: i remember hearing that somebody was gonna buy a bunch of houses some company I'll talk about that and, so... someone
2: uh, has done that has been doing that for a while there's, 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 a, f- a there's a lot of... well i know there's
0: a lot of investors here but there was like some article or something that they were supposed to come spend like ten million dollars and buy like mm-hmm. a third of the vacant houses or something like that. I don't know all the facts. That's what I was asking about.
1: Yeah, so I'll touch on that. So that's the grand marketplace. There's some I during negotiations okay. and, and hopefully, well, yeah, that would be hopefully yeah. something fruitful for Willimberd will, will, will come out of that. The grand
0: that. marketplace need, need it Just, needs to go. It needs to go. What <laughs> yeah. peeps? Peep, it needs to be better. I haven't like that, been there in a while, so I can't really <laughs> say. That's my opinion. You it's know, different. There's a lot opinion. of
1: different stuff going over there. I say that, you can give like some I think
2: bomb hair I mean, I appreciate
1: it what it is. Mm-hmm. I just wish it
0: wasn't in Wilmer. I wish we had something better, like, I, like he said, better retail. Yeah. I wish Wilmer had better retail. See, my, my, options.
1: my thing with that, I would have liked my vision. I think that property sits on prime real estate on 130, mm-hmm. and when I look down the street at Sentimentson rand and right. I see what they how they developed their section of the one hundred and thirty corridor. It kind of like makes me upset a little bit okay, that that's that what agreed. we got out we of it at the time, better. right? Yeah, we deserve better, definitely.
2: Speaking of that, what happened to the fair
1: that used to come to that parking lot?
2: Yes, uh, I, don't know.
1: I heard. I heard. It, I heard it went out of business. The company that did the fair. Yeah, that's uh, what I heard. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah, years. I heard it went out. It went out of business. I think somebody may be trying to bring something back there, but um, they were that there parking lot is not is not in the best ago. shape. I don't even. know how many so. years ago,
0: but I do remember seeing in the
1: last five years maybe. I don't know. It's, yeah. been, a while. It, well, it's been like yeah, it's been within the last five, but yeah. it hasn't been here in the last like two or three. Oh okay. I heard they went out of business, but I'm not I'm not 100 sure on that.
0: Investors. House. Houses. Houses. Um,
1: so there was a company. They also came to the council meeting. Okay. I think it was called Apex. So if anybody wants to do their due diligence, look into them. Um, I think they do a lot of, like, um, rehabs in, mm-hmm. in New Jersey throughout the state. They were interested in Willemborough. They wanted to do some type of partnership is what they presented mm-hmm. to council. Um, like you said, they were willing to come in and invest about $10 million. Um, but legally, there's nothing council can do. Like, it's right. not like we legally can say, okay, we'll set aside a certain amount of houses. Right, right. Now, we could dig a little deeper because sometimes people think like council controls the houses. We don't control the houses. Those houses are owned by banks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, council doesn't own the property, the bank owns the property. Whoever granted that mortgage for that property, that's who owns the property. Right. Um, so, this is another thing that we get a lot, like with businesses and stuff. I think people have to learn to separate business and government mm-hmm. council and Willenborough township council that's government there's private businesses in town that we cannot control how can we control them we have certain control we create like ordinances mm-hmm. that we can kind of hold them accountable so if a business let's say you know um, they got potholes in the parking lot we mm-hmm. can find them right things like that we can't tell them hey you have to move your business to a shop over. We want something else here. That's right. not how it works. Right. Um, that's they're private owned and they can make their own decisions. So that's how that works. So anyway, legally, we can't set aside property. So that kind of fell through. Now, I'm sure they're still, they're in, still, town, right? they're still in town, right? They're still in town wanting to buy, but they have to go through the same process as anybody else would. If you want a property, you have mm-hmm. to put your bid in on it. If the bank accepts your bid, property's yours if you have the money. If not... It goes to somebody else. So that's here or there. And I will speak to that while we're on. um, Do you like
0: all the investors coming to Willingboro and fixing the houses up? And,
1: you know, a lot of them rent. Does that? So I try try not to be biased in that sense, right? Mm -hmm. Because I would like to think that there's people that rent that... To care about the community still, right? right. I don't believe in that stereotype that oh a renter a renter doesn't care about the community. Renters come in and tear everything down. No, Mm -hmm. I know some I know some people that rent and take better care of their property than the owner, right? Mm -hmm. So I think we gotta throw that myth, that stereotype out the window. Um I like to see like a nice mix. Okay. Um definitely you I think in the community you definitely wanna see more ownership. Mm -hmm. Um and that's just because for you know, for a tax level just keeps things steady. Um, you know, when people buy a house, they pay property taxes. It helps, you know, it helps stabilize the economy in town. Okay. But, uh, you know, obviously you don't want to see everything being rented because that's not healthy right, you know, for right. the economy in town either. So I think there needs to be a nice mix. And, you know, the people that do rent need to take care of their properties and the people that own them need to take care of their properties.
0: That being said, this probably be the last point. Um, this was just something that i've had a conversation in the past with some people that i know i we felt that uh the ordinances and how people care for their properties aren't enforced away. is that are we in accurate in thinking that or right. cuz i remember like we couldn't even have like a basketball court on the curb overnight you know you'd get a fine on your door or something you know like I, yeah. and right. I, we felt if the whole conversation we were having was like People were fined more, I guess. Mm-hmm. They would take
1: better care, you know, so, kind of thing. Yeah, I, I I agree with you with that. What I think happened, right, and I don't have this myself because I wasn't on council at the time. Mm-hmm. I think around 2008, up in there, when the economy took a hit, there mm-hmm. were some layoffs, I believe. So they just and, don't have as many and people. And people were bought out, right, because then at that time they were offering people like buyouts for retirement so they can leave if they had their years, etc. Mm-hmm. That way they can help the economy. I think some people retire, some people are bought out, and they weren't replaced. Now, over the past, what I think two years ago, we hired a, an a, an additional part time inspector. Okay. Um, but our inspections department covers a lot in code enforcement, so they like do the homes, they mm-hmm. do the fines, they do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, not to make any excuses, definitely something I noticed. I think we could do a better job on. Here's the flip side of that. Um, there's people that get fined. They don't have the money. They go to court we put a lean you know put we put a lien on a property um, right is that necessarily is that what's that out so what happens you lean the property you know people are struggling so you yeah, you, you run into that right you. like you yeah you run into it so I, I wish I think it's a balancing act mm-hmm. you want to find people you want to keep our community looking great um, but then at the same time and I'll also tell you right now we have a huge Huge um, population of seniors in town, mm-hmm. and that's like our parents and mm-hmm. and people, right? Um, and they're yeah, getting they're getting to, to that age, there. right, where cer they yeah it's they can't do they up. can't do the things mm-hmm. they that they used to do, right? right? Are you right? You know, or do you want to see a senior, you know, just like struggling and failing? So yeah, that makes sense. It, it's a it's a balance, and I wish I had an answer for that. I think we could we could tighten up on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. That is one thing I am happy about the investors coming in like they've been really doing do, yeah, so redoing the homes and they're amazing. looking they're looking amazing now. Mm-hmm. So I think through that process like when I first got on council we had like almost like a thousand homes up for foreclosure. I think like right now we're currently under 400. So oh, like really? in in the past 4 years like 600 more homes have been sold here. Oh, um, I and mean. those are estimates, but, like, those are close estimates. They're not the exact numbers. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that problem is eventually, I think, it's going to continue to work through. And it's going to take care of itself. People are going to move out. Investors are going to come in. They're rehabbing the homes. They're looking beautiful. And, um, you know, it's my hope that that problem will eventually kind of take care of itself through right. through the economy and, and investors coming in.
0: Well, all right, Mr. Mayor. We uh, appreciate you. No, no Spending doubt. your time with us for a little while No
1: doubt any time It's
0: actually been almost an hour I didn't expect no. it to be that long But uh, we had a lot to talk about right. uh, uh, I do want to just go through a couple of uh, What do you call them? Announcements or whatever Stuff going on that I found Internet at the, uh, the Kennedy Center events and programs uh, I know the Willimboro Stars baseball registration Is now open for the spring season It's $105 there's a volunteer and coaching discount. And the age cutoff is was actually April 1st. So um, that's the age cutoff. What does that mean? They have to be a certain age by yeah. April 1st? Yeah. Okay. Online registration is uh, WillingboroPal.org. If you're looking to play baseball ages 6 to 15. Then we have the Diamond Softball registration now. Open Uh ages 7 to 15. Age cutoff is also April 1st. And I also have here the community yard sale, Saturday, June 9th at the Kennedy Center from 8.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. If you would like a table with one chair, it's $15. If you just want the space, it's $10. And there are no refunds after June 1st. Uh, Willenburg Recreation Department 609-877-2200 You can go up to the Kennedy Center To get an application If you want to come out and uh, sell some stuff At the community yard sale And that's all I
2: have I have um, here Expanding Horizons And it happens every Tuesday night From 7pm to 9pm Ages 18 or older And this is geared towards people with special needs Um, It costs $60 For three months or $20 for one month. Um, and this is held at the JFK Rec Center. Um, I also have Camp Whatchamacallit happening from July 2nd through August 3rd. Uh, Monday through Friday at the Kennedy Center from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's $100 a week per child or 150 a week per child that's non-residents. Um, and lastly, I have... Um, WREC Basketball Skills Summer Camp that's happening from August 13th through August 17th from 9am through 5pm um, ages 5-12 through 12 and it costs $90, $99 for the week. If you want to register go to willingboro.nj.gov.
0: Last bit of information if you have anything going on in the town feel free to email us at that'sborobusiness At gmail.com, spelled straight out. Darvis, you have anything else you want to add? I just wanted to add one thing. I'd Mm -hmm. be
1: remiss if I didn't. Um, I just want to say thank you to everyone in the community that stepped up in, like, the past week. Uh, We had that huge fire at the apartment complex last Monday. Um, Over the past week, the community has really banded together, put together a lot of events um, to help benefit those families in need. Um, we as council, we're working on putting together an event now to help sustain those efforts. Um, I, I also heard know, Acme donated a lot, yeah, too. Acme donated a lot. Um, I know Alpha Baptist mm-hmm. is taking donations if anybody okay. wants to, uh, you know, contribute, and so is Red Cross. So I'm sure we'll be having more information um, in the future for that as well. But, you know, it's really nice to see everybody come together for something bigger than ourselves mm-hmm. um, and help, help those out in need. So that really touched me over the past week.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, uh, I do plan to set up a Facebook page and a, probably a website so uh, stuff can be posted. And uh, hopefully, you know, you subscribe to the show, probably do another one in two weeks. Uh, send in your info, anything you want promoted, anything positive going on in the town or you feel you want to get out there. And I'll do my best to uh, keep bringing all the information. Thanks for listening.